0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this very special side-eye, Shining Like Silver. Would one of our marvelous players like to tell the group what happened last time?
1: Um, so our canaries, uh, the group, have been hired as security for a fellow by the name of Garavan. He has a miscellaneous mercantile. Um, We picked him up from his shop and took him to a most interesting and unusual um, opera uh, house that clearly has had some renovations Um, as we discovered upon entering and everything is magical and all the people were magical, um, magically created at least. So I I imagine a bunch of, you know, a bunch of Janet babies walking around, good place reference. And um, anyway, uh, our charge got smashed pretty darn fast Um, and the one man show for one night only that we were there to view got started, question mark, and then someone in silver armor and weird purplish breeches um, put the magical wham-bam on us, and now we are not where we were before. I think that covers it.
0: It most certainly does, and that is where we will resume. Um, as your vision all starts to clear, you start to see pictures in your mind. You know it's in your mind and that it doesn't exist in the real world. Um, They feel almost like memories. You see the towering walls of a fortified city being destroyed by battering rams and siege weaponry. You see many, many uh, tall, beautiful elven folk running in the streets as their city crumbles around them. You see an unassuming boy who runs off into the forest, never to be seen again. That vision cuts, and you hear another story. A man starts to speak in your mind as he says, Well, you see, Artie, I think I have an idea. Um, you just need to be a hero. You just need to kill the bitch. And this takes you aback. You can tell that that person is referring to you, and you look down at your hands, and your hands are not your own, and you look at your clothes, and they're not your clothes, and you look back up at them, and your vision resolves, and you can see a satyr standing in front of you. They hold a long silver flute, and they tell you, well, you see, Artie, I think if you become a hero, you can save everybody. Um, And with enough wit and with enough cunning, you will be everybody's favorite. Um, I heard a story, a story of a dragon, a dragon who holds a black sword, deep, deep within these forests of this here wood. You, Artie, must use your cunning, must use your charm, and must use your wit to steal it. The satyr then hands you their silver flute and goes, keep this well and use the tricks that I taught you, okay? And believe me, you will be the best. The vision cuts again and you... It then resolves around you. Um... You all can see that you are in the deep, deep of a forest. Mist surrounds you and there is a dark, dark cave stretching in front of you. Um... You are all yourselves, with one exception. Um, Mac, uh, Rock looks down at themselves after coming from this vision, and they can see that they're wearing plain green clothes. Um, very similar to that of the last vision. And you hear in your head, Okay, it's your turn, my friend. Play your part, play it well, for this is my story that you will tell. And there you go. That's where you're at. Um, welcome to our story of A Night Shining in Silver.
1: Observation? I look strange.
0: You do. (laughs) You do. Um, everybody who looks at you, your companions, um, can see around, immediately apparent, your charge is gone. Um, they have completely disappeared. Um, you can see your three other companions, with one exception. Um, Everybody who is not Rock sees in Rock's place a um, slightly shorter person, very resemblance to the person that you saw on the stage. They have long white hair tied back in a ponytail, simple green clothes, and a flute that is clipped to their belt. Rock. You will know mm-hmm. that uh, being the hero of the story, innately in your mind, uh, you are conferred some benefits. Um, so, for the purposes of this, uh, you gain access to the Friend's Cantrip <laughs> and two uses of the spell Misty Step. And that is all. You <laughs> You
1: passed it. Okay. <laughs> So, I think, I don't want to put ideas into anybody else's head, but I think it is fair to say that the person who we were hired to protect is gone. And now, a dude who looks just like the dude on the stage, who no doubt did Uh, the thing, is now standing right next to you. And I don't know uh, if his voice sounds like rock, but I mean, like, if I were you, I would be ready to beat me up too. My my (laughs) first
2: question is going to be straight away, does it sound like rock? when he said it he looked strange,
0: or did it sound like the guy on stage? So, um, you can tell that the speech pattern is different. Um, you rock, you do know in your head exactly what you're supposed to do. Um, you're here to steal a sword. That's what you remember. Um, okay. And that there is a dragon involved. The rest of it's kind of fuzzy though. Um, almost like you don't have all the information. Um, the rest of you, you do see somebody who does look rather similar. Um, the You can tell, though, innately That this person is your companion That you entered with, Rock And that they are the hero um, Your jobs as sidekicks Is to assist the hero <laughs> In accomplishing their marvelous goals um,
3: Well, this isn't really what we got hired for And we kind of lost our charge already um, Can we just, I'm- like, get out of here? Uh, commentary Do
1: your magic thing commentary the theater has changed considerably since last i attended
4: <laughs> this yeah. isn't normal i don't think so um
3: i don't know why i want to go to that cave but i do but i don't
4: no not but yes um
3: why are you a little pale ugly man now instead of the <laughs> awesome robot guy you were before
1: Answer, I too am concerned by this most recent change of events and would like to dispense with it immediately, if not sooner.
0: You you do know, Rock, um, that the appearance change is uh, purely visual. Um, hmm. Other than the additional abilities that you innately know that you have, mm-hmm. um, you have access to everything else about yourself. Okay, fantastic. Um, yeah, um, also for... I- uh for you uh jeb um you feel a bubbling in your stomach oh that little sip of the good boy really did not sit well with you um and you really feel like you need to throw up um whether or not you give in to that innate urge is completely up to you but everything about your body is screaming that you need to vomit and get this out of there
3: hmm oh something's wrong Um, uh, excuse me a minute. I'm going to go around the cave and just, I'm going to hawk it.
0: (laughs) Cool. Um, so, uh, by throwing up, uh, you actually do enact the effect of the good boy ale. Um, you immediately cast the spell Mordenkidon's Faithful Hound, and (laughs) out of your outstretched beak, you throw up a phantom watchdog. Um, I will send you the description of this, um, you do not have to worry about concentration for this spell, and it does exist for eight hours. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's awesome.
3: Well, I boy. don't remember eating that, but I feel better.
4: I'm... that's
2: a very Hello strange boy. mission
3: so far.
4: I'm opposed to having a dog on the team.
3: You're opposed? Is that what you said?
4: Yes. Wow. Dogs are, dogs are terrible awesome. oh, You've never been chased by cat? one, I assume
3: You're like 12 times bigger than it
0: Uh, Opal Doesn't mean I like them <laughs> Opal, uh, speaking of dogs Um, the smell of this hound Like, it smells like wet dog And, um You innately feel sick to your stomach <laughs> um, uh uh-huh. You don't feel the urge to throw up But you do smell The smell of summer On the breeze Um, you know that when you need to, the violet sunset will help you out. You just need to enact it. Um, that's all the information that you get from that, though. Um, you know that by possessing this beverage and entering this marvelous world that you have been bestowed a boon. Interesting.
4: So, your sip of the beverage gave you a dog. I get a feeling something good could happen with this sunset thing. Hm. Another dog? God, I hope not.
2: Oh, he's such a good boy. Hmm. While I agree with the animal's fertility use, I also am not a massive fan. Why am I with you people?
4: <laughs> because we were assigned to look after a shop owner on his theater evening.
2: Which we must now find. And if I see that man from the stage, I will hurt him.
1: I right. Rock looks agree. down at himself like worriedly real quick and back <laughs> up. <laughs>
2: Somehow I can tell it's you, Rock. You're lucky.
1: <laughs> Relieved statement. Excellent. <laughs> Observation. Thanks. I have the idea that if we proceed forward along these lines, perhaps we might get closer to that whatever it is. But it is conjecture.
3: Well, I mean, unless you can, like, get us back with your magic stuff, uh, I guess we might as well go.
2: Yeah, Leon, okay, will get um, his, um, mace out and activate the radiant light and push on if everyone else is willing.
4: Yeah, is it dark in the, in the cave?
0: It, it, it seems pretty, uh, dim, um, in the cave. Uh, there is some weirdness, um, Rock, I don't know if you already had dark vision, but your I... beautiful elven eyes, you know, bestow you with 60 <laughs> feet of dark vision. Um, 60 feet? As, okay. as your hero's uh, sylvan companions, um, you also all are bestowed with dark vision of 60 feet. Um, as you are all used to being in the forest as woodland creatures and general miscellaneous.
1: Of course, I'll I'll pull down my um, uh, my goggles of night vision. I think that bumps it up to 120 now. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and
2: I'll, I'll, my mace I'll, does now produce 30 feet of bright light and 20 feet of dim light. And I'll yeah, pull and out my of dim light. Sorry.
3: hilt, and I'll. Kind of draw my hand or my feathers across it and it now is a sun blade which is also exuding 15 feet of bright light
4: well heck i'm just gonna pull my uh my crystal out of my <laughs> uh and and put that out and that's a 10 foot radiance too
0: everybody's like we've got light covered um, we need light for this adventure. Um, <laughs> well um, the entire this dimly lit Twilight forest um, just explodes with light as all of you pull out your <laughs> d- little things um, your enhanced senses further refine this as you see this cave come into resolution in front of you um, the it seems like this cave is deep but vines stretch out from the darkness out along the walls. It seems that even in the absence of sunlight, that this cave is blooming with all sorts of wonderful fauna. And it is an abundance of life within it.
1: Well, statement. Shall we be along then? It's more of a question, really. Eh, oh, well, I'll get it right next time.
0: Sure. <laughs>
2: um, Ombuds, yeah. and Leon will take the lead.
0: Uh, Leon, you I'll take I'll follow the... up in the rear you take the lead, uh, down this cave, um, would all of you make a perception check for me, please? I was going to ask you to do that regardless. That's a (laughs) 10. 10. 15. 10! seven. So, so yeah, for all of you, um, anybody above a 10, so, sorry Mac, um, you all notice that the vines and the plants here seem to move slightly uh, as if they're ambulating around. Um, not in the general way that a plant would move. Um, it seems like this entire cave is alive in more way than one. Mm.
4: I would like to walk up to one of the plants and uh, see if I can like, telepathically talk to it.
0: Of course you can. Um, you go to telepathically talk to this plant and you hear a small voice in the back of your head. Why? Why do you come here, traveler?
4: We have come to explore and try to return to
0: our own time. I see. And where are you from? Why... Why do you accompany them?
4: I'm from Kalindor, a city in, um, the Great Isle, but I have a feeling that this isn't on the same plane of
0: existence. Uh-huh. Well, turn back now. If you go any further, we may have to deal with you.
4: What's in here that would be problematic for us to come to?
0: Me and Arthax protect the blade from all who wish to possess it, only those worthy can hold the blade, as it has great and terrible power.
4: Worthy of... how how does one become worthy?
0: Those who possess the blade are worthy, however you may get it.
4: (laughs) So... you can't have the blade unless you're worthy, but you can't be worthy unless you have the blade.
0: If you do anything, whether that be a trick, a coercion, a fight to the death, all of these things will prove you worthy. Because in the end, you may possess the blade.
4: Um. Okay. Why
3: are you looking at that wall?
4: <laughs> um. It seems you have to perform some form of feat to get to the blade to prove yourself worthy.
3: Uh-huh. I pull out my bagpipes and I start playing in the in the cave.
0: Uh, make a performance check for me. <laughs> I don't think I have that
3: plus one
0: 19 (laughs) okay with a 19 you play a marvelous drone on your bagpipe um (laughs) the resonance of your bagpipe fills this small chamber um you can feel that these uh reverberations from your beautiful music reverberate to the very core of the world itself through these tunnels while your music is beautiful, out of the bowels of this cave you hear a roar. Its guttural clicks in the back of it are something that Sam would not be able to convey with his own vocal cords. Um, but the roar <laughs> of this magnificent creature from Insert deep fully within here. the yep, from deep within the <laughs> earth, is overlaid with clicks of breaking branches and the sound of rustling leaves. You know that, innately, when you hear this, that a great, great, and powerful beast lies within this cave. And that you would only be a fool if you tried to go down there. So we push on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you push on. Um, as you start to push on, the plants around you start to form shapes. Some of them are grasping hands, others are eyes... You see the small figure of a girl running in between them. Her light green skin, she almost disappears into these plants as she runs around. You hear her calling out to you. You better be worthy, my friends.
3: Uh, Did did you not hear that bagpipe music? That That was
0: amazing. You hear a laugh. It seems to echo from all around you. Your music is beautiful, and if that gets you the sword, then so be it. You've gone past the point of no return. For those who see this place shall never escape. I turn around and look. Um, you can see from behind you that it has become thick with brambles. The way out is barred without great effort. You may be able to hack your way out, burn your way out, teleport out, whatever means you have available to you. But the means of just walking out are completely blocked. Um you rock, so- you do know yourself that you, a young, 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 but very talented young man, <laughs> are trapped beyond recognition. <laughs> and that you could never escape even if you wanted to. So that you but so you must press on.
1: Observation. The only way forward is through.
4: So the little, like, is it a humanoid running around,
0: or does it seem to be plant matter? Make a perception check for me.
4: <laughs>
0: 20. Ooh, okay. Um. Yeah, you are very clearly able to see this small humanoid running around. Um. Her skin is light green, as if it's made out of uh, twisted vines. She seems to be completely made out of uh woven vines together with her piercing blue eyes you know innately what this is uh this is a young dryad um newly brought into this world by the fey magics that surround you here in the fey wild. you know that they're here to protect special places of importance to the plants and to the animals
4: um would I know if Charm Person would work on a fey creature, having never encountered such a thing before?
0: Do a history check for me, and let's see if that's something that you remember. Or Arcana. I would let that happen, too. Eleven? Eleven? Um, with an 11, so, you know, let me actually look at my thing.
4: I mean, Kim knows that Charm Person doesn't work on fey
1: things, but, you know. Um, I thought fey ancestry just gave you advantage on charm.
4: <sighs> well, but a lot of fey creatures just, you
1: can't charm.
2: So oh, really? So, yeah, fey ancestry is the elf trait that gives you the protection on charm, whereas if you're an actual fey, mm-hmm. you're immune to the effect of charm.
1: So,
0: um, you do know, um, that this being, um, not, that, that this, this fey, um, while that they are renowned, they are not innately very powerful, um, and probably do not convey a ton of natural resistances. Um, they, they do have their own free will as well. And you do know that they can be reasoned with or tricked. Um, even if it may be very difficult. Little one. And you hear from behind you as she steps out of what looks like a fallen log. The vines twisting <laughs> out, forming her shape so quickly that you can al- It's almost imperceivable as if she just appeared out of nowhere.
4: Yes. Oh, you are adorable. Would you be willing to give us a little hand? I would like to try to persuade her first. Sure. 24.
0: 24. Oh, a very good persuasion. <sighs> what, what, what can I help you with? The mother said to be helpful. Aww, that's very sweet of her.
4: Could you show us the way forward and help us to get around any
0: traps that may be around? Traps? You've already fallen for the only trap. You've entered. No more hazards lay before you, except myself and Arthax.
4: Oh, well, you hardly seem like a hazard. You're delightful. Such
0: a gorgeous little creature. You're a nice lady. Of course, I'll show you the way to Arthax. Uh, you want to pet my dog? And, and you see she'll look at your dog. And your dog will look at her, and, um, there both seems to be an understanding and also a great disconnect between them. Um, you innately know that your dog is not a dog. It is a specter conjured from a dark realm. And, um, while it may hold the form of a beast, it may be considered, a perversion against nature. Um. Good boy. (laughs) No, sir. I don't think I will. You're lost. <laughs> okay. Um. Follow me, nice lady, and she'll take off running down this corridor. Um. Uh, yeah. I suppose I'll f- I'll certainly follow uh,
1: the girl. Um. I am hesitant to touch any of the <clears throat> vines and squiggly bits since it's a protector, but I'll be careful
0: and follow. Cool. Um. You yourself, you start to follow her, and this feels right. This feels like the way it's meant to be. You can tell that you're telling this story exactly how it's supposed to go. And um, for that, you gain a point of inspiration, my dear friend. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, for playing into plot. <laughs> um, I did not resist inspired
4: <laughs> how fast is she running is um this like relatively quick
0: um you wouldn't be able you would start to lose her pretty quickly unless you were keeping up with a with at least a jog um
4: i i will keep up with the wit looking creature
0: okay. um this yep. creature they lead you down down into the bowels of this place it opens up into a massive chamber Um, this chamber is overgrown with many different things, and you see a massive creature. This creature, its shining scales can be made out in this dim light, especially with all of your extra aids that you've brought with you. Um, each of the overlapping scales, they glisten and they remind you of newly grown leaves in the spring. Um, its massive feathered wings and giant bark-like talons are set before it. Um, this you all know innately in your mind is the great sylvan dragon, Arthex, that lives deep within this forest. Um, not many have seen them, not many have heard, but all who experience them have died. Um, you also notice entering this chamber, sat behind this dragon is a small stone with a massive black sword sticking out of it. This sword is entwined with vines along the back, and a single red lotus is growing on top of it. Okay, I've shown you to Othax. If you can get the sword, you win. Like, like just judge it? Go on. Um, what's the rough size of the chamber? so this chamber is about 200 feet across in every direction it's roughly uh, circular in construction almost like a massive dome um the ceiling of this chamber while overgrown with vines you can tell um doesn't look right it doesn't necessarily look like stone but overlapping petals of a massive flower The floor of this, um, you can see, while you haven't touched it, it feel, it seems from visual inspection, like it might be a soft, spongy texture on the ground. Okay. Hmm
4: all the times to not have it through it. Oh. Damn it. How far, <laughs> <are> we-
0: <laughs> How far away was the sword can So the sword is 200 feet away from you. It's almost directly, you, there's like a path that you can see, a slope that you're on top of, kind of coming down from the top of this chamber. Um, so in a direct line, it's about 200 feet. It's almost directly in the center of this 200 foot circle. Now I can get hmm. there get there in
2: two turns. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I'm trying to compute as well.
2: But we're in a storyline, which means if I get yeah. there it probably doesn't mean much. It means you yeah. need to get there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um
2: Although I'm very up to disrupt the guy's story.
0: So so you do know yourselves, I'll say this to you as meta knowledge, because your characters would also have meta knowledge. While there is a narrative, you do have complete free will to do whatever actions you choose um as as rock knows uh there may be boons conveyed for playing into the story and there may be detriments for playing against them but you are free to do whatever you wish
1: well obviously we're inside of the story of a truly sick mind uh megalomaniacal <laughs> mind i think is 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 really what's going on here right. and so Putting myself in the mindset of someone who's so self-absorbed, so utterly unconcerned with the truth and reality, and so utterly concerned with perception of grandeur and delusions, um, this seems to me the appropriate time to prove my uh, mettle against a, uh, a dragon with cleverness. Okay. So... <laughs> I will do the most clever thing that a non-clever person would think when it comes to a dragon. Uh, Rock is going to walk directly toward the dragon and As say... You, oh, go on. No, go oh, on. And say, uh, statement, Great Orthax, I have come <laughs> to claim what is
0: rightfully mine. <laughs> You'll hear a sound resonate from the belly of this great beast. Um, it's voice starts to resolve itself to your ears. Um, you can tell this sound is made of many overlapping smaller noises. The sound of branches breaking, leaves rustling in the wind, the sounds of nature around you, all of them put together in harmony in order to resolve this booming voice that comes before you, that, um, that is projected before you. Who are you and why? Why are you worthy of this blade?
1: Recitation, I am Artie. <laughs> and I am worthy because of my wit and my cleverness.
0: <laughs> hmm. And you can see it thinks sits there and ponders and thinks and uh, y- oh, you're gonna walk kind of start yep, walking,
1: continuing to walk forward again this is this is the stupid person's idea of clever okay so you start <laughs> I'm gonna to stay you, back and see how it goes you start mm-hmm. to walk over
0: um to this blade and as it's thinking you can hear a rumble from its throat and it goes hmm yes I agree. You are the smartest of all that I've seen. Wise beyond belief. And witty to a fault. I think of all the creatures I've ever seen. Only you may be worthy to hold this blade. <laughs> and it lets you unmolested uh, grab this sword. The um, vines entwine <laughs> from around it. As they recede into this floor um, from the center of this massive chamber you can see exactly what this is this is a flower they don't just look like petals above you they are petals as you start to realize that the story this beginning of a massive hero is coming to a close you grab the sword and the vines recede from the ceiling, the petals open, and you can see the forest around you. You are small, so insignificantly tiny, as the trees, they, are, they stick so high into the air as to be almost indiscernible at their peaks. The smallest gust of wind feels like it could almost batter you, As you are but an ant upon this tiny tiny flower in the center of the forest you grab this sword and you pull it from the stone and you hear a small voice you may be worthy to bear this moon but are you worthy to bear the curse that comes with it another voice speaks up in your head deep and rumbling Right in the back of your mind. You know that now that you hold this blade, it will be forever linked with you. Hmm. Hello. I am the sword. I need no name, I need no title, but you and I. We will bring great, great devastation. For you, my witty friend. This is only beginning. All of your visions start to fade. The scene starts to deconstruct itself around you as this playhouse. um, All of the environment around you starts to deconstruct itself. You see ghostly figures start to remove the trees, almost as if they're props on a set, as everything fades away into complete blackness. And that's where we'll call this episode. (laughs) I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him.
4: <laughs> Good.
0: Thank you for listening to episode two, "The Black Sword of Shining Like Silver," a side-eyed adventure. We really enjoyed this one. Um, I don't know if I should take offense to the the slights that only a stupid person would think that that was a solution to the problem. Um, But in my opinion, fighting the dragon would have probably been the stupid person's solution. So I guess we all win in the end of the day. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. And be sure to check us out on our Twitter at Beholder's iPod. You can also find in the show notes some links to some of Mac, our guest's projects, and some other stuff that we have in the works on our website at www.beholdersicast.com. All of the music today was from filmmusic.io, Dreamy Flashback, The Other Side of the Door, Long Note 4, Organic Meditations 1. Past the Edge, all by Kevin McLoyd of incomputech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons, creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash buy forward slash 4.0. All sound effects from zapsplat.com and freesound.org. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.